Welcome to this episode of Miss Law Explains Things. Hi and welcome back to another episode of Miss Law Explains Things. So this is the first forever episode where we are looking at a new branch of economics known as macroeconomics. So we've already been have quite clear about what's happening at a micro level. And just to recap, at a micro level, we are looking at individual markets and individual economic agents like consumers and producers. So what happens at a macro level? Well, we start to aggregate. That's why we'll start talking about aggregate demand and aggregate supply very soon. So what we learn at a microeconomic level is about the demand and supply for individual goods and services, right? Which is basically your bubble tea, right? Your Uniqlo t-shirts, etc. Those are all individual goods and services. But what happens if I start to aggregate everything? That means I talk about the general price level of all goods and services produced in the economy and our total output. Then I start talking about things at a macro level. So today's article I thought was very fitting is to look at what is happening to Singapore's standard of living. So another related concept that you will be learning about is the standard of living, right? Which is can be actually classified into material and non-material. So materials like the quantity and the quality of the goods and services that we consume, while the non-material are all of the intangible aspects like our quality of life. So there are many different ways of measuring this, but one of the main measures is actually something that you might actually have seen before in the news, which is the gross domestic product. So as you know, as a result of COVID-19, Singapore's GDP has been forecast to contract by 5.8% this year in 2020. So what does that actually mean? These are just numbers. So it means that we are going to collectively be producing less output as a country and our national income will decrease. But how does that affect you and me, right? So who cares if the Singapore economy's GDP, for example, is going to contract by 5.8%? Well, just think about it. I'm going to use this to explain the circular flow of income. So because there's less production in our economy, that means we actually require less goods and services, right, to produce these goods. So let's say nobody is going to be buying bubble tea anymore. As a result of that, I will no longer need to employ factors of production, right? So I won't have to employ the labor, right, the people that are working in all of my bubble tea outlets and my kiosks. I will no longer have to also employ Factors of production such as the raw materials, the pearls, the, the plastic cups, the straws and all of the machines. But most importantly, I won't be employing labour anymore. And what happens to these people? They will no longer be employed. And as you can see, because of COVID-19, a lot of people have lost their jobs because of a decrease in the demand for goods and services in our economy. When these people lose their jobs, they are unable to consume right? because they will have lower disposable income to consume on other goods and services. As a result of that, we will have a contractionary effect on the economy. Right, so we realize that actually something like GDP gives us an indicator of what is our average material standard of living. So do note that the average standard, the standard of living concept that we are looking at now is actually a measure of the average person. So we're looking at the average person on the street. Are they doing better or worse? And can we say so in a quantitative or qualitative sense? So interestingly, in Singapore, the GDP has forecast to actually contract by 5.8%. And actually, that is quite concerning because of the the COVID-19 pandemic. So the country is bracing for one of its worst recession and a lot of our growth projections have actually been cut. 
Interestingly, the article on Channel News Asia also notes that many different sectors have been very badly hit by the global pandemic, including wholesale and retail trade, accommodation, food services and private consumption. So think about it, if the unemployment rate in Singapore goes up in these sectors, these people will start to lose their jobs and livelihood and will be unable to consume goods and services. Right, so one important thing that drives economic growth in various countries is the idea of consumption. So if we do not produce, we will not actually be able to employ people and as a result of that, there will be a negative effect on consumption. So one of the key concepts in the circular flow of income is that actually expenditure creates income. So people are not drinking bubble tea and buying cars. That means there's going to be less income that's actually circulating in our economy. As a result of that, the national income in our country will actually start to shrink right? because uh, collectively people will start to be spending less. You won't be seeing people at the bubble tea outlets. You won't be seeing people in the cafes eating their avocado toast. right? So collectively we are spending less and as a result of that, our national income will start to contract. So the article also notes that uh, some of these various sectors such as the accommodation and food sectors would actually see a 26% contraction. And that is actually very, very severe, 26%, double digit, okay, and about one quarter contraction. The outlook is also pessimistic for our trade sector because uh, of COVID-19, there's a lot of travel restrictions and even it is applied to logistics, so basically even goods and services, even if you're not talking about actual people moving from one place to another. And construction as well because it actually uh, requires low-skilled labor to work in these sectors and because they... Uh, are currently, for example, under quarantine, ETC, and there's a lot of restrictions on their movement. It's uh, very hard for the construction sector to continue as per normal. And unsurprisingly, in Singapore, private consumption has contracted by 5.2%. So basically, there's a lot of indicators that are actually uh, indicating a lot of concerns that the Singapore economy is facing. Uh, there's a deterioration of the labour market, a rise in unemployment, and this means that there's a lot of risk factors because our economy is doing progressively worse. And that also could mean that our material uh, and non-material standard of living is actually declining. As a result of this, I think in the next few episodes, I will actually start to talk about this entire issue from a more specific aggregate demand, aggregate supply perspective. But just note that actually everything at an economy-wide level is just an aggregate it's like a summation of all of the goods and services uh, that are produced in the economy and the general price level is actually just a weighted index of all the price levels of goods and services in the economy. Right? So it's basically just putting all of the individual goods and services, all of those markets together so that we can look at things from a very macro or a bird's eye view. So look forward to the next episode where I'll be delving into aggregate demand and aggregate supply. Thank you and see you in the next episode.